the whole thing about candy is going to be like, you're touching it, you're handing it to the kids. Well, you're touching the wrapper. So but, that but are you gonna sanitize are you gonna sanitize every single piece of candy? <laughs> Realistically. <laughs> Welcome back, Shiro. Everyday Rogue here on It's Like a Podcast or Whatever. We're taking a look at canceled convention culture. With the coronavirus global pandemic, large gatherings are banned and conventions are canceled. But congoers have a particular kind of resiliency. So we're checking in on our fellow cosplayer friends to find out what they've been up to during this quarantine and beyond. And with us now to continue the conversation in our series is... Jay Jester, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so excited that you're here again. Um, so take us through, tell us all the details of what, what's your typical cosplay year look like? Uh, my typical cosplay year ranged from anywhere to five to seven conventions a year. Um, some of them I worked, others I volunteered at. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, three two two to three costumes a weekend. Lots of makeup. Lots of con crud. Lots of drinking. <laughs> so for for the people who don't know what con crud is, can you go into that a little? Well, when you have perfect example, when you have a mass amount of people gathering together and one person is sick, everybody gets sick. Yes. So whether it be the common cold, <laughs> the flu, the corona. Mm-hmm. So we as cosplayers in the convention world like really understood the need for for canceling conventions. Not no. that it not that it made it any easier, but um yeah, the concred. Concred is real. Um so when you worked conventions, can you say a little more about what you did? Uh, depend on the convention. Uh, there were times where I'd volunteer just like doing the parking, uh, taking money for the payments of parking. Uh, last year, I actually flew out to Texas to, to work at a convention as an actual staff member. Uh, oh, wow. They had paid for everything but the flight. So that was that was fun. It was an adventure in itself. That's um, awesome. I was... Um, I worked the the loading docks for the dealers when they would unload and set up and then break down and load up their vehicles and would work, uh, walk the dealer's room, make sure that there were no people selling copyrighted material or or stuff like that, make sure they stayed in their section. Got to witness a, a vendor get kicked out because of three strikes of selling copyrighted material. Yikes. Biggest culprit is Keyblades. Those are those are heavily copyrighted. Huh. Interesting. 
So when you're working a convention, are you in costume? Are you like, what are you, what are you wearing? Is, it is that weird to ask? Um, <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, <laughs> depends on the context, but no, not in this yeah. context. <laughs> okay, good. We'll just keep going. <laughs> so um, a lot of, uh, sometimes, you know, Day zero or the Friday um, would be just a casual costume. Uh, last year at the convention in Texas that I worked, it was um, my friend and I were Shaggy and Daphne from Scooby Doo, so it was so literally cute. just it was so it was literally just just a wig and a t-shirt, pants and shoes, no makeup, nothing like that. Yeah. Um, ample supply of Scooby snacks. Yes. Um. That sounds um, like the life there. It's oh, it comfy. Was, it was. Yeah. Mm. Um, Saturdays being the big day for most conventions, I go big or I don't go at all. Um, wow. It's typically lots of makeup, Joker, jesters, um, black mask. You know, you go you go all out because Saturday is the day where you really want to shine and stand out because there's the most amount of people there and the most to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sundays is typically again kind of like Fridays where you, you I dress down or I, I go a little bit harder than than Fridays but not as hard as Saturdays that particular convention I did a casual Jack Frost mm-hmm. so that was that was fun because my friend was doing the casual Princess Anna from Wreck-It Ralph 2 oh, so I put nice. together a uh, a casual version of Jack Frost even though he's not technically Disney Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those, the lines are a little blurred. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. Very cool. So it sounds like in a typical year, you'd be pretty busy. Five to oh, seven yeah. conventions, some you're working. There's a lot of uh, planning, a lot of makeup, a lot of costumes that, that goes into it. Mm-hmm. So what was the last convention you attended? The last convention I attended was uh, San, San Japan in San Antonio, Texas. It is the biggest anime convention in Southern Texas, possibly even in Texas. I'm not sure, oh, but wow. it, it was huge. Like it was maybe a little bigger with uh, compared to um, Anime Boston, but wow. You wouldn't think it going in because it was all one floor, but the square footage of those rooms was huge. You had a gaming area with like tabletop games or arcade games. You had uh, artist alley, like most conventions do. You had the dealer's room, which was just packed with a bunch of different vendors and all sorts of things. Wow. So um, when was when when did that convention happen? That happened in late August, Labor Labor Day weekend of last year. Okay, so it's it's almost been a full year for you. Yep. Without <gasps> literally the year without a con for you. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That I... it's it reminds me of like the year without a Santa Claus. Like <laughs> I was thinking that too. Uh, instantly, it started playing. It was the year without conventions. <laughs> so if you had known that was going to be your last convention for a while, would you would you have done anything different? I don't know. I don't, I, I want to say I don't think I would have done anything different because it was just as fun, um, if not more fun than the past couple of years because being up in 
going to the same conventions in New England over and over and over for like six years straight. Yeah. It started to lose its luster a little bit. And then Mm -hmm. going to a convention in Texas, which I'd never been off the East Coast, never flown. That was my first time doing a lot of things. Wow. It it really re-inspired because it was just a different world, a different community. Like the costumes were just like a different level of extra. It was was big. Yeah. That's really cool. So so take us through kind of your reactions of, you know, when did you realize like, oh, this is going to be my year without conventions? I think I realized it in uh in February um of this year when the coronavirus started to really start to impact worldwide. Mm-hmm. I I was like, okay, this is going to be a problem. Um I, you know, I was more focused on on the household and and work and everything, um, buying a mask and getting filters for it and everything because I live with high risk individuals, mm-hmm. and I'm I was considered and still considered an essential worker. So I was more focused on keeping the household safe and doing what I needed to. Um, right. I anticipated that a lot of conventions were going to cancel, and of the ones that waited until last minute during the time before they canceled, I'm just like, will you just smarten up and just cancel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, like Anime Boston when they when they were like, oh, we're still going to happen, but Boston had already canceled so many other events, including the Boston Marathon. I'm like. You see, events in summer in Boston are already canceling. You're in the spring, and you think you're going to get away with that? Mm, they tried it. <laughs> they did. They did. And then, I mean, I will give them credit. They did uh, release that they would honor tickets from this year for next year if mm-hmm. it happens. Um, yeah, that's a big question, too. Well, because a lot of people forget our last pandemic of this caliber that we had lasted for three years. Wow. So that's there's some a very good possibility. There's a very good possibility we may have two years without conventions. Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. So so take us through the, the best and worst for you. What has been the worst about this time, this time without conventions? Honestly, the worst about it has probably been the sheer stupidity of a vast amount of other people who would complain and and be like oh it's just a virus you know blah 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 blah. it shouldn't we shouldn't have to worry about conventioning what are we gonna do it's like guys what did you do before conventions just lived life i mean like would you rather go out for a weekend in a mass group of people and end up either sick to the point of like bedridden or worse, or even like bring it back home to other people who are going to be even worse off? Or would you rather just, you know, sit at home and find a way to occupy your time and everything else like that? Like Mm. other people's reactions, you have those people who are, who are understanding and we're like, okay, good. You have those people who are proactive and we're like, I'm not going, whether it's, it's going on or not, because I'm not that stupid. And then you have other people who were literally having Corona parties and tried to make conventions for the like coronavirus con. And I'm just like, really guys? Oh my really? gosh. <laughs> this is, this is not a moment where you're like, Oh, our conventions canceled. So let's make our own. No, there's a reason they've been canceled. So you're right. just like, oh, off the ground. Huh. 
Wow. Okay. What has been the best about this time? Have have there been any benefits to this time? I have had a lot of time to brainstorm new ideas, to brainstorm new content, and to, I mean, most people would see it as a year without conventions. I see it as a year for improving or making new con, con, um, cosplays. Like Ooh. the year without conventions has turned into the year of building. I love that. That is awesome. Okay, tell us more. <laughs> what so, What have you been building? What are you doing? So um, one of the things that I finally have started to be able to work on and is about 75% complete is um, Arnold Wesker, or better known as the ventriloquist in Scarface from uh, <gasps> Gotham DC Comics. Wow. Um, I am building a working puppet. Um, it has been a great coping skill because I'm terrified of puppets. Um, wow. Yeah. So that one's 75% complete. Um, I've finally come to terms with the fact that I am, I need to retire my most well-known and famous cosplay, uh, Joker indefinitely, because that mm -hmm. after six years, I've gone about as far as I can with that costume. And it has started to take its toll on me psychologically as that character is known to. So it's time to put Joker away for good with maybe one or two exceptions, all things depending. But I, uh, in addition to building on my OCs, I have finally finished my Nightwing cosplay. <gasps> Yay! I am super excited about that because Nightwing has always been my favorite. Um, oh my gosh, that's the, so cool. Oh yeah, of the Batman sidekicks because he was the first sidekick, I believe, in history to ascend to his own hero status and no longer be considered the boy wonder sidekick to Batman. Right, right. That's and really honestly, interesting. Oh yeah, and honestly, it's it seems fitting too because Dick Grayson is the only Robin to have not been physically or psychologically broken by the Joker. So a happy ironic turn of coping mechanism. Ooh, yeah, me. and of cosplay shifting. Very, right. very cool. Um, so, you know, was there was there some intentionality behind that or uh Young Justice season through one to, uh, Young Justice in general played a big part in uh in wanting a cosplay nightwing because I'd never been a big on being a hero um per se because it just never appealed to me. I always had more fun as a villain. But Young Justice, there was a whole different Nightwing there. It was it was the same kind of level of respect for Dick Grayson that OG Teen Titans gave me watching as a kid. Hmm. So that level of nostalgia was reinstilled seeing this this new series come out, which I'm super excited because they announced there's going to be a season four. So I can't wait. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then building building OCs, whether they just be like themed or off of holidays or different other things, or um, just building off of the the jesters that I've had or the four horsemen that I do. Um, so yeah, for listeners that don't know, can you explain a little bit more about what you mean by OCs? So OC stands for original character. Um, it also goes by O. Is it O O C? No, that would, no, OCC, original concept character. So it can be anything from like um, 
I think the best way to explain it is how my first jester came to be. Um, originally, my, my comedy jester, uh, the idea that I had was I didn't want to gender bend Harley Quinn at that time because a lot of Joker cosplayers had done it. Um, so I started to think of what if Joker, when he fell into the acid and emerged, came out more of a jester with Harley Quinn's colors and called himself Jack rather than coming out as a clown and calling yeah. himself Joker. It evolved further while I created the costume and the makeup and everything else like that and became its own character, my Jack of Spades comedy jester. Mm -hmm. um, from that one stemmed two others originally, um, tra uh, Tragedy and Triumph. And since then, I now have 14 different jesters and a grand total of 41 plus OCs. Wow. That is so neat. So can you, um, can you say more about like what, what the difference is between playing an original character that you design versus a character that's well-known, especially uh, such a well-known character like the Joker? Oh yeah. So with, with uh, a character like Joker, Batman, Superman, um, Iron Man, Captain America, you have a certain canon aspect of the character. It's already scripted out, the, the image, the idea, the personality, the way they act, the way they walk, their apparel, everything. Um, whereas with an original character, it's whatever you want it to be. Um, you you want to, you, you create that character. It's no different than, best example is Spider-Man is Steve, uh, Stan Lee's original character. He created that character, and it was always his favorite. And he created it the way he wanted it, wanted Spider-Man to be. Mm. And that's essentially the same concept with original characters. You, in that aspect, are Stan Lee, and your original character is is Spider-Man, Captain America, stuff like that. You you don't have any restrictions, any rules, unless you put them in place. You develop the personality, the look, the everything about it. That's so cool. I love that analogy. So people, you be your Stan Lee. Be Stan Lee. <laughs> Create your own exactly. character. That's great. So so what else have you been doing to to feed your your cosplay spirit during this time? I've I've focused a lot on my my characters because it's also a portfolio for me being uh, a makeup artist. Mm -hmm. Um so it it's helped keep my creativity sparked. Um I've made a lot of friends on many different social media apps that have inspired me to better my my makeup game and my skills and everything and continuously evolve. Um, I've explored different aspects such as outfits and suits and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's opened up my brain to so many different possibilities. The amount of people who tell me I need to stop and slow down because I have too many characters is about as long as the amount of characters that I have. <laughs> They're not oh wrong. Gosh. I've gone above and beyond and I have a book to catalog all of the characters. Um, and the biggest so part the biggest part is just making content like videos and and every every day that I make videos and every day that I make content and every day that I put on the makeup constantly evolving. I get new ideas and I'm like, "Oh, this would be really great this way." Um, and then 
you know, I think the biggest inspiration I had birthed my most popular characters, which are my uh, Jesters of Sin, based off of the Seven Deadly Sins. Mm -hmm. So, so that was that was fun to create each one. I think it took about a year almost for me to finish that particular set. Wow. Um, and the videos you've been doing, they're super fun to watch. Are they, are they on TikTok or have you been using something else? Uh, they are on TikTok. However, I do use other apps in order to increase the editing potential um, uh, in order to, because, you know, TikTok is great, but it, it does have its limitations as far as editing. So mm -hmm. I bounce between three to four different apps in order to create the magic that I, I envision in my head. Um, I bounce between TikTok, Likey, um, Power Director, um, Instagram, and yeah, nope, those are probably, aside from the video downloaders that I use for my TikTok so that I can get rid of that pesky watermark, in order to not have that watermark double up on itself three to four times with different apps. Ah, okay. Nice. Um, well, they are super fun to watch listeners. You got to check them out. Uh, really creative stuff on there. Um, so do you have any like hot tips for, for cosplayers during this time? You know, you mentioned earlier, this could last a lot longer than we'd like it to. So how do we, how do we stay inspired, stay creative? I think the key is to keep yourself, there's a couple of key points. Um, keep yourself busy. Don't focus on the fact that you can't go to these conventions and that they're not available and there's not these events or gatherings or get togethers. There are other ways. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I video chat with my friends that I've made either on TikTok or other social media apps or my other cosplay friends where I'll go on like house party or Facebook rooms and just FaceTime and get into makeup with other people and socialize via video chat and everything like that. It, it's, it's not the same, but you're still amongst people who are all doing the same thing. So that's, that's a big plus. Um, just the other day, yesterday actually, I a bunch of friends of mine and I uh, got onto house party and we just video chatted while getting into makeup and then did videos and just chit chatted for a bit. Um, another thing is, if there was ever a, like with the money, like you would spend on conventions normally. Like in a year, I I probably spent well over well over a grand on just cosplay conventions alone, not including you know food and and whatever I buy at the convention mm -hmm. but that money can go to better use too and not even just in the sense of like you know adulting and everything you can use that money to improve upon costumes that you haven't had time to because of con crunch or because you had to save money for hotel and travel um mm -hmm. use that money to buy new cosplays that you've wanted to do for a while but there have been other things that have been financially setting you back from it like if it weren't for the fact that conventions haven't been a thing I wouldn't have been able to improve all of my my gestures I wouldn't have been able to afford my Nightwing um, my mermaid tail I wouldn't have been able to practice with that as often and really focus on that so but the key thing too is and I I, I it took me a while a couple of months to realize that this was important is self-care 
Mm. Always take at least one day to do things outside of your normal routine. Work home, work home, working at home. It it mm-hmm. it takes it, it becomes to the point where your days and nights will blend together. You wake up on Monday to realize it's Friday and you're like, where did the week go? I can't believe it's already gone. I I like to come down to my friend's house once a week and you know swim in the pool practice with my mermaid tail which is uh very much therapeutic and a mm-hmm. heck of a workout yeah um, but you always want to take at least one day a week whether it be lazing around and not doing a damn thing watching tv with not leaving your bed except to eat and go to the bathroom or whatever else or go for a walk if you're able to, or just go to a friend's house that you can safely go to without putting yourself or others at risk and take that time to just momentarily put the troubles of everything going on right now out of your mind and focus on what you're doing and have fun with it. Mm-hmm. I love that. The self-care is so important and it's it's kind of like shifting the focus because if, you know, if I tell you not to think about a giraffe, what are you going to think about <laughs> a draft? So if you're thinking about how you can't go to conventions, like, right. so, so shifting that to what you can do during this time. I love that. Exactly. That's great, great, great advice. So any final thoughts, anything we missed? Um, I don't think so. Um, I mean, no, I think that pretty much, Oh, Halloween. Halloween, because I know a lot of people are really worried that, you know, Halloween is on a Saturday this year, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're worried that trick-or-treating is going to be canceled, or they're not going to be able to do the the haunted houses and stuff like that, which haunted houses and hauntings, you know, because, you know, cosplaying isn't just about conventions. There are haunters and scare actors and everything else like that who are not going to be able to do their seasonal work. Um, That's, I, I can't, I can't say that I don't think Halloween's going to be canceled or that trick or treating's not going to be canceled. I'm sure certain communities will find a way to bypass it and be able to do like a trunk or treat amongst their cul-de-sacs or, you know, nothing's really stopping families in certain areas, depending on your state's regulations on having Halloween parties and costume parties. Um, but at the same time, like, there, are, there, it's, it's a likelihood that it'll happen, but that doesn't need to stop you from, from dressing up. I mean, oh. for goodness sake, you could you could literally just dress up and go on a on a video chat or do a live stream in costume, you know, go to a friend's house and and do some stuff. Um, I know there's been a lot of rumors that Spirit Halloween isn't going to open this year. That is a damnable lie, <laughs> because I know for a fact that Spirit Halloween is currently setting up to open on schedule. Um, whether or not Halloween happens or not in a lot of places, Spirit Halloween will still be available. So for cosplayers especially, that'll be a big stress relief because all that money you haven't spent at conventions, if you save it up, you can go in and practically buy the store. <laughs> I know that's what I did last year at Spirit. I worked there for a while and um, my paycheck, it was a second part-time job and that paycheck went straight back into the store because... I must have spent a lot. I don't even want to think about do you, it. Do you get a discount when you work there? When you get a, you do get a discount when you work there. Oh, and it gets okay. increasingly more. Toward the end of the season, I bought an animatronic fog machine Cerberus 
as well as several other props. And I walked out only spending like maybe 95 bucks on over wow. $300 worth of stuff. That was toward the end of the season. Yeah. Well, there's some hot tips right there. So <laughs> right? if you want, and, and spirit Halloween closer to like in the month of October, uh, they, they encourage their employees to dress up. A lot of stores will even have themed uh, weeks or days where the employees all dress up in a theme. The store I worked at, we had a vampire uh, werewolf themed day. We had a, um, uh, what, what was it? The devils and angels day. We had, um, like a space day. My friend and I, we showed up one day before we were knew we were allowed to dress up. Um, we, we showed up in our Harry Potter house robes and oh, nice. just, just hung out and, and worked the store. Um, I bet, yeah, so, uh, I bet, uh, masked costumes will be, uh, really big this year. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> it's a shame that conventions aren't happening because I know at a lot of conventions, the amount of mask sales that, that happen, like it's not like if you're going to put on a mask for eight hours during, that's another thing was like people saying they don't want to have to wear a mask or shouldn't have to be mandatory. Um, if you're as a cosplayer, our time has come. Mm. We, we mm -hmm. have been wearing masks for eight hours a day, three days a week, almost at any convention without any qualms. I mean, even people who weren't in cosplay, they would walk around wearing those mat cloth masks that they could buy at uh, the weeb kiosks or stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, it's not a, it's not a, a big change for us, but there are a lot of people who, who don't like it. Yeah. Well, co cosplayers are ahead of the game in a lot of ways. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cosplayers, <laughs> gamers, D&D &D nerds, all social. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think there was one quote that I saw where D&D uh, &D players understand that um, about this whole coronavirus thing, because no matter how high your constitution store you score, you can still fail a constitution save. Exactly. Exactly. No. There's still that risk there. Oh well, yeah, and and you never D and D players also understand that a five percent chance still is a big risk. Like if you've only got a five percent chance to catch something, or whether it be like a disease in the game or in real life the coronavirus, five percent it's not hard to to hit that ballpark of catching it. Right. Right. And if there's armor that's going to give you 30% immunity, you're going to put that on. You're going to equip it. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, Jay Jester, it has been such a pleasure. Give us all the plugs. Where can we find you and all your cosplay amazingness? So my Facebook page, Jay Jester Cosplay. Uh, my uh, Instagram is Jester4692. Uh, and my TikTok handle is Jester Cosplay as well. Those are primarily my biggest platforms that I, I, I go off of. Um, other than that, I think that's it's probably the best places to, to go. And if anyone has any questions or comments, concerns, or just want to brainstorm and, and you know pick, pick, pick my brain on ideas, uh, feel free to message me on Instagram, Facebook, and or TikTok because I have my messages open to the public. Live from an undisclosed location, 
in a basement in New York City. It's me, Craig, ruler, well, mayor of Dimension X and the producer of the hottest new pod in that dimension or this one, the Shredhead Pod, starring the Blasian Batty, aka Google Chrome Dome, aka Ado Nobu Hagen, aka my best friend, Oroku Saki, aka the Shredder. And we've put aside our differences with the Ninja Turtles to be your weekly source of hot takes, sports, and entertainment news. Stay all the way and hear who Saki has named as his Cretan of the Week, and find something valuable in the Shred Commendations. So we'll see you on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever your pods are casts. The Shredhead Pod is a member of the Hyphen Podcast Group. Jessica Lee Cosplay, welcome! Hi! Hey, thank you so much for coming on! Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is so exciting. So, so tell us what your typical your typical cosplay convention year would look like. Um, a couple of cons, maybe two or three, depending on when and where they are. Um, of course, the three days, maybe one, depending on which con is. Um, but like jam packs, seeing friends, looking at vendors, and. You know, mm-hmm. trying to find that one thing that I've been looking for for like ever. <laughs> the the struggle of the search is real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so tell us about this uh this group that you have. Um, Invisible Heroes of Tomorrow. Um, so that is a uh cosplay group that I started about a year or a year and a half ago. Um, because we all have these costumes. And we use them for Comic Cons. And then what else do you do the rest of the year? Mm-hmm. So um, we do charity events, library events, walks, runs, all in character, all volunteer our time. And That's amazing. Uh, the coronavirus kind of stopped that really quick. Yeah, yeah. So about like how many charity things would you have in a typical year? Um, I think last year we did... I want to say a lot of the weekends we had filled, especially during the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say we did over 30, maybe over 60. I haven't looked back. Wow. Um, because some would be like, oh, like one person could go to it. Or um, we had like a double one time where we sent one person here and like one person there. Um, or double events where it was like two in one day. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's incredible. So, so this has been like, there, there's been a huge impact <laughs> both oh, yeah. in, in your convention life and then the charity world. So, um, so what was the last, uh, let's do both. What, what was the last convention you attended and what was the last charity event that you did? The last convention was probably Rhode Island Comic Con because wow, I believe, last year yeah I don't think there's anything that really popped up between right. that. yeah yeah and um the last event we did I want to say was maybe February maybe even December it okay. was it was it was kind of hard to keep track but um like we I think we went almost right up until like February March when everything started and 
Yeah, yeah. So take us through your reactions. What what were you thinking when all this started happening? Well, once they started uh, cutting cons, I'm like, oh no, like now I have to wait till like the summer. Or I have to wait till like the fall. And now I'm like, I have to wait almost a whole year. Right. And especially with the Invisible Heroes of Tomorrow, once stuff shut down, we had a ton of cancellations, mm-hmm. but people are asking, hey, can you come back next year Okay. already? So they, they want us, they just can't have us this year. Yeah, yeah. And um, like even with virtual events, like we were supposed to do a, uh, a uh, run thing where we were in the kids area and that got turned into a virtual run event and sadly we're not able to do that oh man wow like normal yeah so so take us through some of the some of the best and worst what is what has been the worst part of these cancellations um a lot of the cancellations like we want we wanted to really do um we did that run two years ago and then the year before so we've done it twice already and they've wanted us back every single time and it's like 3,000 runners or something like that wow or more so we used to be able to see the kids like smiling and having a good time and now they're stuck Mm -hmm. inside yeah yeah so like we're not able to make a kid smile or even make adult smile Mm. so I mean, has there been any benefits to this time? Um, Convention-wise, it's no con crunch and easier to plan for cosplays ahead of time. I mean, once Joanne's opened back up to where you could actually go in the store, I found a bunch of fabric that I'm like, I can use this and this and this maybe for future costumes I can plan a little bit better. Nice, nice. You know, this has come up a couple times and I don't think we've sort of spelled this out yet. So can you can you tell our listeners what con crunch is? Um con crunch I would say is like the night before or like two days before the con that you're like trying to glue your costume together or <laughs> fixing this seam because it doesn't look right. Or like in your hotel room like at two AM. Thankfully I've never done that. <laughs> like restyling your wig for the 15th time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um. so listeners, if you've never gone to a con before, it's like, you know, in school when you had a project due like the next morning and you're and you just starting it. it. Right. Right. <laughs> or maybe you didn't forget and you just waited till the last minute. <laughs> um, like you had an idea, but yeah, it's, it's that. Yeah. The, the, uh, the pressure. The pressure is so real. It's so real. Um, I've I've personally like pulled all nighters to to finish cosplays right before. Yeah, I know the con crunch. Uh, so thank you, thank you for describing that a little bit more. Um, so so what have you been doing during this time to to sort of feed your cosplay spirit? Um, so since there really isn't much of Invisible Heroes stuff going on. Um, with 30 of us in the group anyways, we all have kind of branched out and said, oh, like this person's doing Zoom calls, this one's doing birthday parades. So we kind of like look at each other and be like, oh, I could do a birthday parade. Like 
someone asked me to do it or um, like for me, I stand outside my front yard. I live on the main road and I just walked outside one day in a ball gown and in Ray and Ariel and like everything that I could really think of that wasn't too hot and just stand there. I think I did like at least three hours one time. Wow. So you're like the the Statue of Liberty outside of the uh the that tax place. Liber Liberty tax, right? <laughs> one one side, the other side, like and I, it's a busy main road, even with coronavirus. Like people were still like uh health workers going to work, yeah. home, kids that were going like to grandma's house or something. And that was the cute thing where the kids were stopping and saying like, oh my God. Oh, so, so people's reactions. Yeah. Were... Like, um, one, one lady was like, oh my God, this warmed my heart. Like I just came off of work and like, this oh. just made my day. It made me feel like a little kid again. Oh, so you using your costume, literally yeah. like just right outside your house. Yeah. That is so great. I love that. I, I wouldn't have thought of that. That's, <laughs> that is so cool. That is so cool. And that's really like using, you know, the resources around you too, because you live on the main road that yeah. gave you this, you know, you were, you were at this perfect, perfect opportunity to, to do that. That's so cool. Um, so it seems like you've you've found a lot of benefits from this time. Um, also, I got to do one of the birthday parades, which was so fun. It lasted like two minutes, two, but it was yeah. great. It's like hi, bye. <laughs> yeah, I I did my Jesse cosplay, and I had um, you've got a friend in me blaring as loud as it would go, and they they were cute. They stood outside and they were throwing rose, rolls of toilet paper to everybody who came. To I the didn't party. know. I did not know that. <laughs> I, I forgot to tell you it was so funny I took a picture I'll I'll uh I'll put the picture up um it was like birthday quarantine 2020 yeah yeah so I got a free roll of toilet paper <laughs> that's a plus yeah it was it was really really cute so um so I'm so thankful that to have the opportunity to be a part yeah. of where we can do these things so you know it's not as many of the same sort of charity events but I mean, some are still happening now that things are opening up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I know, I know a couple of our members are actually doing one. I think tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow on oh, the twenty fifth. Nice. That's right. I remember I couldn't go because I have to work tomorrow. So, uh -uh. yeah. Um, but I mean, they're making sure it's social distance. Everybody's wearing a mask, so they're doing the right thing. Okay, so there's there's hope for, yeah. for some some cosplay stuff. Okay, as as long as things are still like guidelines of like, hey, everybody feels safe and you know, yeah, distance and. So is there is there hope for Halloween? I I've talked to my family. And I haven't really talked to cosplayers, but it's like it. The whole thing about candy is going to be like, you're touching it. You're handing it to the kids. Well, you're touching the wrapper. So but, is that but are you going to sanitize? Are you going to sanitize every single piece of candy? <laughs> Realistically? <what> thinking. <laughs> like I have a friend that has like a huge ball of Purell and it's like, she, she would be the girl that Lysol's the whole candy wrapper. Right. Well, and then flips it over. Well, you are supposed to check your candy when you yeah. get home to make sure it's not tampered with. So that I mean, would just be... if pe if people make the precautions and feel safe enough, I mean, 
October, it might be completely different. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, this is this is some hopeful, some hopeful yeah. thinking. <laughs> I like. I this. mean, I want Halloween. <laughs> right. Right. Um. Okay. So what what uh what hot tips do you have for for cosplayers during this time without conventions? Um, I would say stay in touch with your cosplay friends, mm-hmm. especially like checking to see like how they're doing and how like their cosplay plans are doing like keep them motivated Hmm. um and like of course check on them because you know sometimes it can be comic cons or their escape Mm -hmm. for that one little weekend of the year or a couple weekends of a year Mm -hmm. yes yes that is very very well said yes um so uh any any final thoughts anything anything we missed you want to talk about not that I can really think of. I think we covered most of it. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, so what about if people want to get involved in Invisible Heroes of Tomorrow? How would they do that? Um, so we have an Instagram and a Facebook page, and it is the it's Invisible Heroes of Tomorrow, and our little logo, I believe, on both is our name and a little skyscrape background photo. And then if you can't find that or can't get in touch through that way, of course, Jessica Lee Cosplay on Facebook or Instagram. I run it. I look at every single messages. Sometimes Facebook acts up and you can't really find the message that, you know, you just got a notification on. (laughs) Yeah. It's happened before where I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I just saw this. And it's like three hours later. Oh, well, that I mean, that's not that bad three hours, but anyway. <laughs> um, so are there certain like requirements to be a part of the group? So, um, so we do have a little, um, I wouldn't say it's a poll, but it's like a question and answer thing of like, okay, like what cosplays do you have? Like, um, would you be able to be a handler, photographer, or cosplayer? Um, kind of roughly where your location is so we know like okay this is like northern mass or southern mass we'll look for events in your area um of course if you're under 18 we ask like parents permission kind Mm of um and really it's just getting through that little question and answer thing and then we'll add you to the group if everything's okay and we have uh because we work with kids if an event asks well then we'll have everybody make sure that their quarry checked or mm-hmm. whatever checked to make sure that the event's okay with everything because mm-hmm. there's always kids around right awesome so it sounds like you you follow all the protocol there's a screening process um but any questions can be directed to you and the invisible heroes of tomorrow yep Awesome. Well, thanks for all the awesome, awesome work you do. Thanks for talking to us today. Um, give us, uh, did, did you give us all the plugs? Are there any more plugs? Invisible Heroes of Tomorrow on Facebook and Instagram and Jessica Lee Cosplay on Instagram and Facebook. I believe that's it. We have an email, but you can find it on the Facebook. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for all that you do and for talking with us. Look, I don't have much time, all right? So let me just say something real quick. 
My name is EG, and I am the host of two shows that are part of the Hyphen Podcast Group. The first show is called Catch the Show. It's a show where I talk about music-related news and pop culture, upcoming tours that you may want to catch shows of, and I tell you about a show that I call because it's the number one concert review podcast in the world, and I've reviewed shows from Beyonce to Kendrick Lamar to even the Backstreet Boys. So yeah, that's Catch the Show. The other show is called The Underground Monster. Slightly different kind of show, but still music-related. It's where I cover basically underground independent hip-hop, horrorcore, and the juggalo culture. So yeah, if you're interested in either one, go to hyphenpodcastgroup.com and or go to your favorite podcast platform and just search for them and hit that subscribe button, okay? Got that? Cool. Now let's get you back to the show you were originally listening to. Hey, Shigas, Everyday Rogue here on It's Like a Podcast or Whatever. We're taking a look at canceled convention culture. With the coronavirus global pandemic, large gatherings are banned and conventions are canceled. But congoers have a particular kind of resiliency. So we're checking in on our fellow cosplayers and photographer friends to find out what they've been up to during this quarantine and beyond. And with us now to continue this conversation is Kevin Brophy. Welcome. Hello. Hey. Oh, great to see you. Yay. Great to see you too. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on here. So take us through what your typical convention life looks like on on a typical year. A typical year is almost a convention per month. Uh, Well, some are local Mm -hmm. and uh, they don't involve as much preparation. Then uh, there are the travel ones, uh, whether it's Katsukon, which actually happened this year or, um, I've uh, been to Colossal Con uh, a couple of times. Uh, the ones that are travel cons are a little bit more intense. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's usually only four or five of those uh, travel conventions per year. Uh, that's and then, still a lot. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's a good amount. And in, in fact, uh, you know, people keep on telling me about ones that I should go to. And then... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's always more. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's trying to find the time and uh you know there, there are always conflicts uh, on almost any weekend uh there is a convention somewhere right. uh, and it's it's a question of what you're going to get out of it um uh mm-hmm. the furthest i've been is ohio for a convention wow. uh, yeah yeah it's uh those are uh, uh those are usually fun trips i'm i i'm still driving uh to conventions i still haven't flown for a convention. Uh, uh, just packing the the equipment can be a little bit tricky. Oh yeah, flying. yeah. Uh, no, I you know, you don't want to uh, store uh, lenses and things like that. Yeah, uh, there's only so much you can, you can do for carry on at this point. So you really have to plan if you fly. So at this point, I haven't flown for any conventions. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So what was the last convention that you attended? Oh, that's easy. Uh, that was PAX East, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, that was that was when things were uh, getting uh, a lot more noticeable in the news. Uh, we mm-hmm. had been hearing about uh, uh, coronavirus, COVID nineteen, for several months. Uh, people had been talking about it, 
uh, you know, just at the tail end of uh, 2019, they were talking about whether conventions like KatsuCon uh, were going to happen. That that went off without a hitch. Uh, and and then we got to PAX East, and suddenly um, attendance was really down from wow. what it should have been. Yeah, uh, Fridays and Saturdays are usually packed, and it was noticeably quiet on those mm. days. Were people uh, wearing masks? Um... Only people who had medical issues had masks. Uh, nobody was shaking hands. Uh, everybody was doing elbow bumps uh, at that point. Uh, they they actually had people on the escalators or at, at the base of the escalators uh, using wipes and wiping down the handrail uh, wow. all for, for the entire time of the con. Yeah. Wow, was, that was someone's job. That was someone's job, and and they had you know one per escalator and and people just standing there wiping it as the handrail went past and it's wow. it's it's something really was putting a light on everything that was going on and but there's discussion about whether we actually had uh, coronavirus in the United States at that point some people think it was here as early as October or November uh, and then we had the the Boston uh, incident at the Marriott Hotel um, mm -hmm. you know just very shortly after after PACS uh, and uh and suddenly conventions were canceling uh right uh ace was uh the first one that was going to be after pax and uh they canceled with less than a, uh, a week to go i believe and what's ace again ace is um it's a it's a comic con that keeps on changing locations but it's they bring in a lot of big names uh mm. so uh they had uh uh, they had some of the Marvel actors uh, who were actually going to be at uh, the Boston uh, Convention Center. Uh, so a lot of people uh, were really looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, and then they started putting in the safety protocols like uh, uh, no touching the actors and, and mm -hmm. things like that. And then, and then they, just, they just finally canceled it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so so take us through your reactions. Like, you know, I'm I'm just trying to picture, you know, what's going through your mind when you see someone wiping down the handrails like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, at that point, I'm not touching the handrail uh, with my hand. I'm maybe putting an elbow, a a an elbow with a long sleeve shirt uh, mm. on the just to make sure that I'm steady as I'm I'm going up the escalator. Uh, considering taking the uh, the elevators instead of the escalators, um, it's even at this point we really don't know everything uh, that we need to know about it. Uh, right. Uh, masks are definitely helping. Uh, the number the numbers in states where people are wearing masks uh, are really declining. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I think it is much more of a uh, uh, concern. Uh, uh, it's it's not necessarily airborne, but it's uh, it's done less through touch uh, of uh, uh, in our uh, non-living uh, materials. So yeah. uh, so I, I don't think that there's um, that there's spread through uh, through touch of a handrail. 
but it's still something I, I would think twice about uh, doing at this point. Right, right. So, so what were some of, re- some of your reactions about the, the cancellation of the conventions? Were you disappointed or? I hadn't bought tickets to a Uh, so I was disappointed on that, uh, but I, I knew it was coming. Uh, uh, just Boston was really um, a hot spot uh, for coronavirus uh, for, uh, for those first couple of weeks where, uh, where it started growing. Um, the first one I think I was disappointed in was Anime Boston. Mm. Um, yeah, that one hit hard. <laughs> well, for both conventions, we had people... Uh, either saying, oh, I think they'll still have it, or they were saying, why haven't they canceled it yet? And, mm. and I, I know that the conventions have certain contracts that, uh, that state that, they, that if they cancel without uh, government intervention, they're still on the hook for certain expenses. So they really needed uh, the governor to, uh, to uh, ban gatherings of more than say 100 people I think uh, was was the first uh, big ban that we had heard about. Uh, right oh that's an interesting point yeah that played so, a big part in this. So I I was telling all of my friends Anime Boston is going to get canceled we just mm-hmm. have to wait for certain things to be in place before they're actually going to do it. Right right so what do you feel like has been been the worst part of these cancellations? The worst part right now is is just not knowing. It's it's the uncertainty. Mm. Uh, I mean, being in it is bad, but not knowing when it's going to be over, uh, when we're going to be going back to a normal or or at least a new normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, people thought that this was, uh, I, I don't think anybody thought it was going to be done by Easter. Um, yeah. I, early on, I was hoping it was going to be done by June or July, that things would be uh, under control. Mm-hmm. And to think that for, for a month or two, we were looking at daily numbers of 20,000, and now we're looking at daily numbers of 70,000. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm deep into that uncertainty of of knowing when things uh, are going to go back to normal. Um, yeah. I'm I'm lucky that my day job uh, I'm able to work from home. Uh, yeah. So other than not going into the office, uh, things things on a daily basis are uh, are at least a little bit more normal. Uh, uh, I had been sick about seven years ago and I had to work from home for a year. So I'm, I'm a little bit used to this. Oh, okay. Uh, but, um, but knowing that it's not something that's directly because of myself, uh, just knowing something that is out there um, and it's understandable why we have to do this. It's just, uh, it's just the idea of not having control over it. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you've you really you hit it on the the head. Just the uncertainty; it's out of our control. Um, yeah, I think that that resonates with a lot of us right now. Um, what do you miss the most about conventions? Uh, the people. Uh, 
I, I used to go to conventions for autographs. I, I liked meeting the celebrities and, and getting those autographs. And uh, it was around 2011, I, I started just seeing people uh, doing cosplay. And, mm. uh, and I, made, uh, I made one friend in particular, uh, Nathaniel McLeod. Uh, he's a local Mr. T yeah. uh, cosplayer. And um, he actually spotted me at a New Jersey convention, uh, April of 2012, uh, Chiller Theater. And, uh, and he invited me to take pictures as he met uh, two of the 18 people uh, who were there that day. And we, we bypassed the lines and, you know, wow. got, uh, yeah, they, they fast-tracked us to, uh, to meet them. And I, I told him that it was a long drive for me to get home and he's messaging me as I'm driving home and he's like, oh man, I want to see those pictures. I want to see those oh. pictures. <laughs> and uh, I, I got him the pictures uh, uh, that night and, and that was the year that I, I actually got sick. So I, uh, so I didn't see him again for a while, but uh, we became friends on Facebook. Uh, uh, and as I, as I got better, I'd see him at conventions and uh, and would have uh, would have good talks about everything that was going on. I'd meet more people, um, and unfortunately, his health uh, took a bad turn. Uh, he's 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 with us, uh, but his health isn't great, and he can't attend conventions uh, as much anymore uh, mm. at this point. But it's uh, he's he's still online quite a bit and. Uh, uh, He's, uh, he's still fighting the good fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, have you been able to see any benefits of, of this season? So far, the main benefit has been to my credit card. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I feel too used to having a bit of a balance on my credit card. And mm. I'm, um, I'm pretty much... Uh, paid off on my credit cards at the wow. point. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> um, one of the, the other things too, though, is that by not going to the conventions, it really lets me take stock of which ones are important and, mm. and which ones I really just don't need to go to anymore. Um, it, it's great having the opportunity to go to a lot of conventions, but um, sometimes I, I I wonder if convention A or convention B has been worth the time and the money that I, I put into it. Um, mm-hmm. If my friends aren't going to it, then uh, then it's it's not going to be as much of an interest to me uh, mm. in the future. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So, what have you been doing during this time to? to feed your convention spirit, to stay connected? Uh, it, I, I still talk to a lot of my friends online, whether it's Facebook or, or Instagram. Um, I, was, uh, I was lucky enough over the last few weeks to do some social distant uh, gathering. Uh, nice. two, two friends had uh, birthdays and, uh, and, and get-togethers, um, and I was able to... Uh, uh, to see some people uh, face to face rather than uh, through through the screen, which was uh, mm. which was nice. Yeah, 
Yeah. So do you have any, any thought about you know, sort of what, what the future looks like, the, fu the future of conventions or the future of, you know, even just staying connected? That keeps on changing. Uh, mm. when, this, when this first hit and we were reading all the news out of China and, and we, we were seeing their numbers, I still remember the, uh, the news article about the first person who recovered from coronavirus in mm. China. And that, that really gave me a chill that we had been hearing it for some time and they, they only had one person up to that point who had recovered. Uh, yeah. And it's obviously we've had a lot more people who have recovered now, uh, now in the US, but it's still not a disease that I would want to get or spread to others. Right. Uh, so I, I don't know, I don't know how soon we're going to have any gatherings. Um, I just booked my hotel room for Katsukon February of next year. Wow. I, I don't know if it's going to happen though. If, yeah. uh, it's, it's in Maryland. It's just outside of DC. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, I, I, I don't know if things are going to be better at that point than they are now. It's, it's definitely a concern. Yeah. Uh, if it does happen, there are going to be masks. Right. Um, I think, uh, I think it's going to be a part of conventions for at least the first couple of years. Mm -hmm. uh, once we go back, uh, we look at, um, uh, what was called the Spanish flu, which is, uh, it, it was only called the Spanish flu because Spain was the only country that talked about it. it uh, the flu had nothing to do with Spain. Um, and that was a hundred years ago. And at the time they, they had to take precautions and people were wearing masks. Uh, and then we had all this time without uh, wearing masks. Mm. Uh, I, I think we're going to have to go back to that at least for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't see this uh, going away until they have a vaccine. Uh, hopefully that'll be a year, 18 months, uh, but that will only cover COVID-19. Hopefully we won't have. Yeah. So, so I'm wondering how this impacts you as a photographer in particular. It's, it's interesting. Uh, I have had friends who have done uh, social distance uh, photography uh, in the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the photographer at least usually wears a mask. Uh, I've seen some selfies where I, I'm not seeing masks on photographers. I, I mm. won't name names, um, but they, they do keep distant uh, during the photography. I've thought about that. Um, and there, there was actually somebody I was going to try to meet uh, this week. And luckily we both drive. Uh, we could meet uh, separately and, arrive separately, leave separately. Right. Uh, but uh, because of some other issues uh, going on right now, we haven't uh, been able to meet up. Mm -hmm. um, some of the, uh, some of the photography in, involving like rooms and backdrops and, uh, and freestanding lighting, uh, that's not going to happen for a while. Yeah. Um, I, I love that the Massachusetts numbers have really dropped. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's very encouraging, but I I really just don't think that that risk uh, is worth it at this point. Yeah, and this is a great season to be doing outdoor shoots too, right? That's very tip. I mean, if the weather cooperates, it's it, it's been a little bit hot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for costumes uh, that that could be a problem. It in March we had a nice. Uh, uh, bright skies, uh, but it was so cold, and some people had costumes that didn't do great in the cold. Right. Now uh, we have uh, we have a little bit too much heat, uh, which uh, in almost any costume uh, that can be a problem. Um, right. Good point. Good point. Um, so, so what uh, what tips do you have for for cosplayers or photographers in this time? without conventions? Do what you can, but know your limits. Um, Mm. When they were talking about doing all this uh, quarantining and and lockdown and such, I thought, oh, wow, this is going to be such a great time. People are going to be creative and make costumes and, and edit photos. And it's, the last few months have been kind of overwhelming. Um, mm. My day job has has been as busy as ever, uh, so I haven't had the time that I thought I would have, even cutting out the uh, the commuting into Boston every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but even when I sit down at the computer, uh, it's it's sometimes a little bit tough to get started. Um, mm. We've had. Um, We've had other issues, um, you know. Um, I have um, I have friends who are um, I have I have black friends. Uh, I have uh, the one of the new uh, acronyms is uh, uh, BIPOC. Uh, so you have um, uh, uh, you have people of color, but it's it's more specifically uh, to uh, uh, not necessarily African Americans because you know people of color, uh, black people aren't necessarily from Africa, right. uh, and uh, there has just been so much uh, violence towards those people. Mm-hmm. There, there always has been, but. Uh, I think that there's been a lot more notice of it um, mm-hmm. recently. Uh, and at, at this time when we should all be coming together, um, how some groups are, are targeted for, for just no reason has been, uh, has been really upsetting. And I don't always know uh, what to do uh, mm-hmm. at those times. It's, it's just really been, um, I, I see how upset my friends are, and yeah. it upsets me as well. Um, and just trying something positive and supportive, um, and just not ignoring what's going on. Um, you know, it, every time I I try to do something that's that's creative, I I do wonder whether I'm I'm concentrating my uh, efforts in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's just something that I've been uh, uh, dealing with uh, a lot lately. Mm-hmm. 
You know, there's, Kevin, you're such a great human. Um, there's one moment in particular I remember about you. I don't know if you'll remember this at all, but um, I believe it was at Rhode Island Comic Con and uh, you were pointing out a cosplayer who was cosplaying Wonder Woman. And this was a person of color. And you made it a point to say to me, she's not Black Wonder Woman. She is Wonder Woman. And I was like, Kevin, you're awesome. <laughs> like, so like, I, I knew your heart when you said that. And just you saying that, um, I don't remember who was around us, but, um, and I imagine I'm not the only person you, you said that to either, you know, not necessarily about that same cosplayer, but, um, you know, just, just your heart and you pointing that out, that's you being, being an ally. And I think that is, um, I think that's a great point to make in this, in this community. Well, it's like I said, I, I have friends and I, I read their Instagram posts and and I see some of the comments that people make uh, about uh, about what they've done the costumes the characters that they've chosen uh, and just some of the really awful things that people say and I know that there's even more than what I see uh, I, I know that eventually some people have to be blocked and, and comments have to be deleted and mm -hmm. it's 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 just something that they shouldn't have to deal with. Um, you know, we're always told that cosplay is for, for everyone. Mm -hmm. And then, and then somehow, whether it's other cosplayers or whether it's the general public who may not necessarily know any better, they, they just have to uh, point certain things out. And, and um, I, I just have to make sure that, that I'm supporting in the right way mm -hmm. uh, when when I see things uh, going on, uh, just because I I know how much it can affect people uh, mm -hmm. when they're when they're told um, one thing or another uh, about what they're doing that shouldn't even be an issue. Um, we we sometimes do have to think a little bit harder. Now, uh, when we're dealing with other people, uh, just to make sure that we're not thinking about ourselves, uh, that we're that we're really respecting other people. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, any any final thoughts, Kevin? Anything we missed that you want to say? Uh, just uh, in these really strange times, uh, uh, you just have to take care of yourself. Uh, uh, try to do what makes you happy uh but don't don't take it too hard if things aren't going exactly the way that you wanted them to go these are really the strangest times that uh that we're living in right now uh it can be uh, a burden uh just just dealing with it all so don't feel that you have to do uh everything some of us have more time uh, than other people do, but that doesn't mean that you have to be uh, completely productive. Uh, if, if you need that little bit of time by yourself, uh, time to relax, uh, time to, uh, to just be quiet for a little bit, uh, take that time. Um, 
and, and just be good to yourself at this time. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. So give us all the plugs. Where can we find <laughs> you and your photography awesomeness? Uh, most of what I post these days when I'm posting is on Instagram. And uh, because I never came up with a, uh, a really catchy name, uh, I may change it one day, but uh, for now it's uh, K Brophy Studio, uh, which is a joke because there is studio that uh, <laughs> sometimes have to explain that joke. So it's it's not really that much of a joke. <laughs> well, now it is. We've made it an official joke now. <laughs> But uh, your photography skills are no joke. So definitely check out uh, K Brophy Studio. Um, awesome. Well, thank you again, Kevin. And it's, it has been, it's like a podcast or whatever. Stay sweet, chickas. This is the elevator music for the gateway to heaven. I made it in a spaceship that take 87. Chillin' watching holograms of lucky number 11. You can Kansas City shuffle just for fucking with my brethren. From the ghetto to living life like George Jetson. But of course, with more sex and more flexing, I'm more or less obsessed with the prospect of killing time all together just as a concept. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained? 